When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Uh, it's not been a very happy new year for Cardiff City, but I'm joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. Good morning, Dominic, and a happy new year to everyone. Morning, happy new year, everybody. Well, let's get straight into the bones of four straight defeats over Christmas and New Year, boys, because let me run through the fixtures and we'll talk about what's gone wrong. A 2-0 defeat to Bolton just before Christmas, 4-2 home defeat to Fulham on Boxing Day, then a 1-0 defeat to Preston in that weird week between Christmas and New Year, and then we've just come back from... Loftus Road and a 2-1 defeat to QPR. Nathan, could you could you sum up where it, where it's gone wrong or is it just so complex that it's going to take a whole podcast? I, th- I think it is a very complex situation. I think you've got you know Wolves who are flying high at the moment, Derby are on a chase at the moment, but let's look at it. The Bristol City have had their time. Second place, top, Cardiff. Uh, Leeds, Sheffield United. Sheffield United are now outside the playoffs. Uh, a month ago, they were being touted as favourites to win it because they don't draw games. Was was the shout? You know, so everyone's had a bit of a spell at the top. You've got to say Wolves are looking good, looking very good. But still, I would still say it's a long season. It's a very long season, as as we're finding out. Um, I don't think there's any reason to, to panic because you've stayed you're still what 47 and Derby up on 49 so you're you're still within touching distance of automatic promotion and you've only played half a season but you know it is a bit of a worrying trend the four losses I felt the Fulham game and the QPR game I felt they were very similar. I felt the rotation. I haven't seen teams really destroy Cardiff. No one's destroyed Cardiff this season. Um, Fulham came as close to doing it as but anyone. The only team I felt up until the Fulham game would really given us problems was Sheffield Wednesday, if you remember, Dom. Yeah. We watched that game together and Cardiff could not handle the rotation. Well, the similar happened with Fulham. And then Ian Holloway clearly had watched and done his homework because what he'd done was. Cardiff tried to play a back three on, on is it Saturday? Monday, Monday. 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 Christmas, I lose my day, <laughs> sorry. Um, they tried to play, they played a back three, but Fulham, uh, QBR matched them up, or Cardiff matched up QBR, I'm not sure, or they both just went for the same system, but the difference was the two wingers for Fulham, uh, for QBR, pushed the Cardiff's uh, Wing backs, right back. So they ended up sitting in the back five often. Yeah, you know. And if you, there were so many times the ball would go up to Zahor, and he wouldn't lose it. He'd keep possession, but he was having to take two, three, four touches at times, and then lay it back five, six, seven yards, which was always giving the fuller midfield ample opportunity to either nick it or get back in and stifle any sort of attack. So I felt how Cardiff were on Monday they didn't for me they didn't quite set up right I, th- I felt Peltier in the middle of midfield listen there might not have been any other players there but I look at the likes of uh, Damore and Halford and think well they probably would have done a better job in central midfield I think Lee done okay but he was lost was, was that a sort of symptom of well, he started on the right. If you looked at the game... It was a very straight... It, it, it was almost like Cardiff they, had doing. to adapt their formation to suit QPR because 
they were they were they weren't being run ragged, but it almost seemed like they had said to Peltier, "Go and man mark someone in midfield." I think and it then, was Freeman. He was he was after. Yeah, and then the two. What was happening? Those two central midfielders for Fulham were just keep you uh, for keep you out. We're just <laughs> <laughs> it's early, mate. We're just running uh, Rowles and Peltier out of the central mid, mid, midfield position, so they were able to play up to their little front man, and you know. Smith, the young Irish lad. He was excellent. He was brilliant. You know, I think they paid hundred grand for him. He was absolutely superb, and he was just the type of player. If you're Sean Connolly coming back first game, he's just the type of player you don't want to be facing. Well, Con- Connolly had a bit of a torrid time, I think. But with the changes that Warnock implemented, Paul, were they symptomatic of the form that had, had gone before the QPR game? Three defeats. Warnock said after the Preston game, "It's up to me now. I'm going to change it. I'm going to mix things up." Was it almost too mixed up by that point? Possibly. It could have been regarded as panic. I mean, Peltier is not a midfield player. So, you know, judge it as you see fit. My concern with Cardiff, Blakey said to us off air just before we started this, like, like they've hit a brick wall over mm. Christmas. I think the writing was on the wall before that because mm. if you go back the previous two games... The Reading game they got out of jail. The Reading game they got out of jail. And fair play, that showed terrific character, so you have to talk that up. But they were 2 nil down and... You know, they didn't play well that night. And they were pretty ordinary in beating Hull, a very, very, very poor Hull team, 1-0 at Cardiff City Stadium as well. So I, I just sensed the writing was on the wall before Christmas. Didn't anticipate four defeats. But I think what would worry me, what would worry me, to be honest with you, is the manner of the two home defeats in the middle there. Not so much Bolton and QPR either side, um, but Fulham, Cardiff, Cardiff were totally outplayed in that game. Mm. Now, I remember on the... I'll come on to press in a second, but I remember on this show, I don't know, two months ago, Dom, you asked Blakey and myself, you know, when Cardiff were flying, what to Cardiff, where are potential weak links in this team? You couldn't see many at that point, right? Mm. But I remember saying at the time, well, the jury's out for me still on the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Which has um, been borne out. And the other, the other area was that when Cardiff would come up against a really good team, they... I question whether they could have any control in the midfield and the way Kearney and Johansson absolutely dominated Cardiff's midfield that day was extremely worrying. Preston was was worrying in a different way because without wishing to put too fine a point on it, it was route one rubbish from Cardiff. They were just, no look, we expect direct play from Neil Warner. There's a difference between that and just aimlessly hiking that ball up as they were during that game and there was an incident where on the left-hand touchline, kicking towards the um, the Canton stand end, Cardiff sort of gained 15 yards for a throw-in. It was almost like a rugby play, play, for, territory. play for territory thing. And that, wor- that worries me because mm. there's no creativity there at all when you just play an aimless route one football well, like that. Well, that was strange to me because I think Warnock played Tomlin in behind Zahor in that game. Yeah. And we've spoken on this podcast about that is the combination we want to see. Mm. But they need to get the but ball into their feet, it, and yeah, it never but, happened. But he had, you know, he had other flair players on that pitch further forward, and that style doesn't suit them at all. Blake, no. you could argue it suits Zahor. He's big, strong. He can deal with. Well, that. it's a long, he it's a long. It's the difference between a long pass and a long ball. There is, Paul. You know, if you, it's the difference between a good cross and a cross, for instance. Yeah. Like there's a cross you can put in. Yeah. I can cross the ball from the halfway line. Yeah. You can cross the ball from 40 yards out. Yeah. But it tends to be just a fight ball because you can't really pick anyone out. Do you know what I mean? And it's it, it's it's the same with a, a pass from defence. Now, Cardiff haven't got this into midfield, out, bang, bang, bang. They haven't played like that. What they've played is up over any sort of press, into the likes of Zahor, back into midfield, out wide, and then the wingers tend to destroy you. But what's happened is... Not so much Hoylet, but Mendes is really dropped off. Yeah, is that right? is that fatigue? Or? Yeah, well, I don't know whether it's fatigue. I think it'd be a combination. I think it'd be a bit of fatigue. I think he probably carrying injuries because yeah. at no point as a footballer do you ever go yeah. out on the pitch fully fit. But you probably say, well, I can play with a three or four out of ten, but this is a five or six, and it's really starting to slow me a bit. And do you I know, think... the, do you know the, the biggest sign for that? And I see it with Gareth Bale with Wales. Mm. I've saw it with Gareth Bale with Wales towards the end of the World Cup campaign when he was 
available, obviously, is that Lang, certainly in the games I've seen, has stopped taking players he on. He can go past people. He's moment. stopped taking players yeah. on. Now, this is a bloke who's as quick as any player in this mm. division, mm. and yet he seems to... to well, not what we had in our favour is now actually has disappeared. Well, I've said we, we had numerous occasions is power, prowess. Exactly. The explosive got, nature of that absolutely. front three. And, okay, Mendes, Lang, Zahor, both had injuries, but they've come back. I don't think Zahor is fully fit, if I'm totally honest. I don't think Mendes, Lang is fully fit. But, you know, you can't make excuses. The problem is, when you go out in the park, fans don't want to hear whether you're yeah. 50% fit, 60%. You're playing. Yeah. So if you're if you're not playing up to where they expect you to be then they say well you're not fit so you shouldn't be playing and that's what's happened Dom his expectations have raised so high yeah and now we've we we do look tired and I we've said you know they're a decent squad they got a decent squad if you look at you know Saturday the bench was Etheridge Richards Tomlin Pilkington Halford Mendes Lang and Damore that's a strong bench in, 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 in any championship team. It is, but it's also probably a very tired bench if you think about people like Dunmore who definitely needed a but rest, Mendes other, Lang needed yeah, a rest. The, other, the flip side of it, right, so this is what I want to get kind of get into. The, flips, the flip side of it is Cardiff have rotated their side, not their squad, their side, as much, if not more, than most of the teams in the championship. Let's not forget. I don't think they've played the same team back-to-back of there yet. Well, early in the season they did, but that was when everyone was fresh. Right. So they've they've kept changing two or three, two or three. They've or they've done it often enough. So yes, I understand. Listen, I've been there. Tiredness. The Christmas period is that's not an excuse for you. Is, is no, is the worst period. But there were results like Paul mentioned before the Christmas period that we were saying. You know, that's a that's a sign of a championship promotion team that can go without their main striker yeah. without their main midfielder and still get results Yeah. now once the drop off happened I've said all along I don't think Cardiff will go 4-5 games loss, 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 loss well then, uh, then now they they've have, gone yeah. 4 which has totally caught me off guard totally surprised me and they can't afford to go 5 because I think I think there's statistics like uh, it's not happened to Neil Warnock since 1990 or something like that so ridiculous so it, it's surprising to everybody but you know there's no panic at the moment I don't think there's any reason to panic but they are going to have to get back on that horse pretty quickly what about um, Zahor sorry quickly has he been rushed back because of the, the I situation think, I, I think probably he has yeah and it's not that you've been rushed back there's two things that happen. One, I'm a player, and I think I can handle anybody in this league, even at 70-80%. That's probably what is in the player's mentality. And two, the manager wants to get back to how the team was playing prior to going down injured. So there's it's not it's it's not pressure both sides. There's there's almost a need both sides. I need to play as a player. I want to play. Yeah, I can because when adrenaline kicks in, trust me, you can handle a lot of pain. You know, I've got a low pain threshold, but football, adrenaline, you seem to be able to get through a lot of things. But um, it, it, it's there's cause for concern because it's four on a row and you've not really played well. And two of those games, you know, I wouldn't expect QPR to have the better of us tactically, basically, and they did. Although uh, I do think that was Carter's best performance of the four, the QPR game. And that doesn't say, that doesn't that say doesn't a huge well, amount, does no, it? No. Do you know what I mean? And Fulham at home, as Paul said, you know, I've not seen a team since Sheffield Wednesday give us a bit of a runaround, to be honest with you. That was lucky it was only four, Blake. Yeah, it was. That, uh, you know, we have to speak Cardiff, honestly. Cardiff got away league. with that. That Absolutely. could have been six or seven. Yeah. Fulham were that superior. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I would say, from a positive perspective, if you can be positive when four defeats... We can, we can. Still third in the table, two can. points off We second. can, and that's my point. If we can rewind to what Blakey said right at the start, I'm, I'm looking at the table here as well, and despite losing four on the banks, Cardiff is still third. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's almost like other teams around them have not really 
gained that much. Wolves have, they're the exception. Derby have leapfrogged Cardiff, but not really pulled away. They only drew at home. And they're not great, Derby. Trust Cardiff me. Losing I'd be surprised if they stay there. Bristol City have lost their way. Leeds, over this Christmas period, drew... Well, Cardiff were losing at QPR. Um, Leeds were drawing at home to Nottingham Forest in a game they'd expect to win. They lost at Birmingham, who mm. were rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Middlesbrough under Tony Pulis are uh, beginning again a little bit. Aston Villa are gainers. They, mm. They've they've soared up, it, but soared up into the top six. But despite looking so good against Cardiff, Fulham are still 10th. Mm. You know, so it's not as if Cardiff have lost significant amounts in proportion to they haven't gone from second to six and a gap has opened up at four or five points between you know them and the team above like you said Blakey that's exactly what happened to Sheffield United they had a a slump similar to Cardiff but I think because of the form of other teams they went right down Cardiff have been a bit lucky maybe yeah no well no not lucky because what happens Dom it this is the it gives you the cushion your early season performance and results give you that cushion that when you get to because it's 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 not lucky it's hard work mm. it's hard work that gives you that buffer of four or five points the timing and of what, getting the run early in the season what, rather than yeah and what happened and over the period without Zahor picking up wins without your main striker your main midfielder and your disruption in your centre back one of them has gone down so they they've picked up vital wins basically which gave them a buffer and what happens is. You look below you, and not every team is going to win. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, they're playing big games against each other. You got to go to places like Burton, who are fighting for their lives. That's why I said earlier on in the season, going there and getting a result is massive. It's one of those places. Come November, December, they're going to be scrapping for their lives, and they're going to turn over some big teams, as we've seen over the Christmas period. So, you know, that four or five point gap they had, or buffer they had. Allows you to lose one, maybe draw one, maybe lose two, maybe lose three. Even four, possibly. Even four, yeah. and keep you within the top three. Now, yeah. over oh. the course of the season, you know, you can make that ground back up, back into and the top two. That's, that's a very good point. I mean, this is the argument of it's a 46-game season. It's not a four-game Christmas season. So mm-hmm. it's what you do before, during, Absolutely. and after that counts. Um, what I would say though is going back to it Cardiff have clearly hit a brick wall as Blakey says that the FA Cup break comes at a very opportune time for Cardiff perhaps more than any other team in the division they can they can regroup they can pick their second string for the Mansfield game this weekend they can regroup ahead of Sunderland which is the next match on Saturday week I think it is yeah Yeah. Um, and hopefully there will be one or two new signings in by then we can come on to that in a moment but but what what has to happen, I can't emphasise this enough, is that we cannot see a repeat of that press performance. Blakey just mentioned a long there's a difference between a long pass and a long ball, there's a difference between a cross and a good cross. There's another example. There were crosses, there were free kicks being taken in that game. Blakey, they were just hitting the ball, right? Yeah, I can kick yeah. a ball like that, mm. right? You just kick it kick it up towards the edge of the box and somebody challenges yeah. for it, you know? There's no whip put on it, there's yeah. no direction put on it. Yeah. That worries me a little bit when I'm looking at that. There can't be another repeat of that performance because mm. that is the road to nowhere, that sort of yeah. thing. I will warn against the Mansfield result, though, because it, it, I, I often talk about the psychology of sport I was on the phone with my cousin last night, Matthew, uh, the former rugby player. And we were talking about the psychology of sport. We were talking about, he's a former cricketer as well, so we were talking about England and what have you. And just, this is the difference. Cardiff win against Mansfield, right? Great win, does their confidence good. They can focus now on the league and start to put together a run. Cardiff lose against Mansfield that's five losses on the spin you know the wheels have come off they've lost to a, a lower league team blah 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 blah. so the headlines and no matter how you look at it I was always told but Dave Bass told me never read papers never read them because they take you up they drop you down but now you almost can't get away from it More, most of the players do social media most of them will watch um, different sport channels 
with the news and this and that and this and it's just a constant bombardment so and they do read it I and they do fact, yeah. and then what happens is that that you absorb it and it starts to affect your already diminished confidence so you have to be it's a game that Cardiff should win but I don't think they can afford to go like 11 changes I think they have to keep four or five maybe six and then maybe try and get to the point where if you're two goals to the good then you rest a few and what have you but you know it's a very it's it's a it's a banana skin as they say before we exactly and before we move on to part two one point I wanted to make was on key decisions because I think if, if, can I take you all the way back to the first game of this run hmm. Bolton uh, a really Paul dull, called it by the a, way he did and but it was a really dull game and but a game that Cardiff could have easily had Bolton are a poor side I went up there just before Christmas and thought this Bolton team are, are doing nothing Cardiff can have this game if they want to have it they just want to bring it down to their level they Bolton. did and Cardiff did that Cardiff, yeah, Cardiff they, fell into, they, they the fell into the trap yeah. but the game could have easily been Cardiff if they'd just taken the scruff by the neck it was the decision by Warnock to play Halford in a midfield three rather than keep Tomlin in the number 10 position I think that was costly but also the decision to give a penalty against Bamba yeah. which obviously made 1-0 and Cardiff had to flood forward concede a second mm. and I think it's been one or two key decisions that have gone against Cardiff mm. in this run as well obviously the disallowed goal at QPR was a huge talking point oh, yeah. look, look, that sounds like excuse making no, I'm not because, saying it's excuse I think yeah, Cardiff but, suffered by not taking the game by the scruff yeah, of the neck but, and but, then got done but by, by the decision. same token if we were to analyse every game I am sure that you could draw on Cardiff's winning run where they had decisions going their way that, oh, that, Paul, that, Paul, Paul. that the opposition would have moaned about it swings and roundabouts it's like I can't, I can't buy I think you simply say the goal it. against QPR should have stood and it should have been a 2-2 draw well who's to say that it would have played out that way QPR may have got a 3-2 winner I, I think it's a nonsensical argument I can't I don't I think Neil Warnock thinks that no well I'm sure he don't but you know we have enough we have enough rubbish with Premier League manager. you know whenever Arsenal lose a game you know Wenger's going to come out and blame a referee whenever Man United lose a game you know Marina's going to come out and blame a referee I wouldn't want Neil Warnock doing that no, I, want, I, I, I want the real issues addressed right the real issues are that Cardiff have played really poorly over this over this Christmas period, notwithstanding any decision, notwithstanding any decisions by referees, Cardiff need to put this right and control, control what they can control, not what a referee will do in the game against Sunderland that's coming up. So, but as, as much as they played well in the early half of the season, they got the odd decision in their favour, and now it's happening in reverse. And I, I think that absolutely they played poorly against Fulham and Preston. But maybe those other two games, they might have got a draw, and we might not be talking about disaster, huge cause for concern, as we are talking. I now. don't think it's disaster. I think it's well. I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Some fans I wouldn't are saying go there. That I would say. Well, they will. You know, you'll have you'll have fans. I, I heard fans with five wins. I, I heard fans on radio coming on saying, "Yeah, but we're not playing good enough." Do you know what I mean? You, they they'd won five on a spin. Do you know? so, you're not going to please all of the people all of the time, but what you've got to do, Paul mentioned uh, just a short while ago, there's nothing given, no trophies are given away at Christmas. I always say it, when we were back in September and October and leaves were flying, uh, uh, Wolves started to make a charge, and then Sheffield United started to make a charge, and uh, you could hear the, the pundits say, oh yeah, Sheffield United, I think they'll do it, you know, they never draw a game, they really lose. They, they, you know, they win most of their game. I was like, and I would, I would say the same now. What you can do is talk yourself into a position that you're not really going to end up in. You know, self-fulfilling sort of thing, like a prophecy. Yeah. You start talking these things, disaster, terrible. You know, yeah. and they're not there. You're sat in third. First and foremost, the reason why people are anxious, I would say. Not no no disasters. Anxious is because we had such a good start to the season. Yeah. Then we've lost key players and we've maintained a position that you say, well, well, it's not false because we've gone and battled these games out and we've been able to mix it with anybody and come out the other side. And, and Do you know what I mean, so that anxiety starts to drift into fans, drift into clubs, drift into managers, drift into owners. Then it drifts into the players. But what I'm saying is, you look as a player, 
you, it's, it's like pop by you eat your spinach and your arms and legs go you've got to push all that away yeah. and say right let's focus on us us alone fellas what we know I know I'm feeling tired so I would say to Bamba I'm, my legs are heavy go to the gaffer speak to the sports scientist Bamba 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 might be feeling oh my hamstring's a bit sore Zohar might be saying my knee's a bit sore but at the end of the day the things that there's no point complaining about let's rest up get massaged out bit of treatment let's handle our training schedule a bit better maybe and then what we do is press the reset button like January start of the new year right bang let's go again because you know I guarantee you come March come May March April May it'll change several times again you just don't know Wolves are still I said I think they'll hit the buffer at some point they haven't hit it over Christmas. But I said I think it'd be late January because that's when I think some of their players who are used to having a break, I think the fatigue will start to kick in but late they can January. The buffer now, but they, they got the buffer they, now. You know, it's like a Man City. They got a the two teams at the top of the league. Race, yeah, so, running yeah. away with it. You can afford in that but, situation. Where Cardiff have afforded four losses, you know, Wolves could afford probably six losses on the spin and still probably end up in the top two. Yeah, I just want to wind up with this. I mean, the worst refereeing decision I have seen over Christmas at a Cardiff game by a country mile was when Johansson charged through on Boxing Day for Fulham at nil-nil and was scythed down from behind by Bruno Manga. Never touched him. And the referee didn't give a penalty. It's the most, <laughs> never touched him. It's the most staggering decision <laughs> I didn't see it. And yet Fulham overcame all that and still won the game 4-2. I think you've got to push aside. It's too easy as a as a player to make or a manager to make it. I have Vega glasses on. I didn't see that. Before. <laughs> um, you've got to focus on what you're doing wrong. And absolutely, Cardiff. I've got a lot to put right at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They look fatigued, which is fatigued. which is then you look. You either say, well, that's an overtraining or an undertraining, right? But that just goes to show how precise you have to be with your fitness levels and training and everything, especially in this country over the Christmas period. But Neil Warnock's done it so many times, you would think, right, he'll get that right, no problem. Yeah. But oh, no, no doubt that fans and, and players trust him to do it. There, For me, there are several reasons why they're not you know, firing at the moment. And fatigue is one of them. Fatigue, anxiety... All that jazz. Uh, yeah. We'll come on to another key issue on why it's going wrong for Cardiff uh, after a short break. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So have Cardiff City been missing Sean Morrison? It's the subject of our debate this week and a question we've been scratching our heads over because at times in The Boot Room... We've perhaps underplayed Morrison's importance. Mm. Uh, we've liked the idea of a Bamba Manga partnership. Hasn't particularly played out superbly. I think there's been some really poor defending at times in the Christmas and New Year period. Blakey, do you think Morrison is is underrated? And, and are we missing? I don't think it? it's a case. I don't think it's a case of underrating him. You know, I've I've, I've said I've said several times. You know. He, he's very good in the opposition's box, not so good in his own box. Um, I think that's improved. He, for the first season or two when he came to Cardiff, you know, his mistakes would lead often to goals, so it was really highlighted. Yeah. And I think his performance level is improved because Sol Bamba was signed, I'm totally honest. But you create a partnership, once you break that partnership, it's always difficult to regain that momentum because Cardiff haven't looked... Um, as strong defensively since he's been out. Now I don't mean that without him. If you, the difference is if you took Manga out, Manga out of the team, I think I don't think they would struggle so much. Um, if you took Morrison out, I think they'd struggle a bit. If you took Bamba out, I think they'd struggle severely. So you know he is going to be a miss. And once you create that partnership and a good understanding, which you have to say they had. Uh, Bamba and Morrison uh, you're always going to miss him and another thing like I said a few weeks ago 
we were talking about Tomlin when players aren't there you miss them even more all of a Absolutely, sudden we, yeah. we, we focus on right we're losing we've got to find a reason we're losing oh well you know yeah That's Morrison's not playing that's what it is you know but you could just as easily point to Gunnison not being there or before Gunnison's he points as a whole not being there absolutely so. absolutely so of course he's a miss uh, you know I wouldn't sit here and say he's not a miss he's a big miss because the partnership was that good between um, Bamba and, and himself so you know but there are things that happen throughout the season mate you, you know we've we've sat here and we've said before you know you've got Connolly to come in you've got Manga who's ready to play centre half you've got Peltier to play centre half you've got Halford who can cover a centre half so this is what I've said it's not for me to have the squad so looking so fatigued at the moment it, it, like I said I'm not saying it's a training issue but if I'm involved in the club I'm, I'm, that's one of the things I'm saying to the manager and don't get me wrong they've got sports scientists and all that and I know sports science will probably say I'll play in two or three days after each other you know he's fatigued and all that but there are times in pre-season where you're absolutely gone but you have to get through it you have to run through it now is the time all that extra training and everything you've done pre-season comes to fruition so that might be an element as well for me the, 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 the training might be overdoing it or just underdoing it but the importance of getting that right also is massive and is, is there too much strain perhaps on has been put on Bamba over this period I know he's, he's a colossus he's been absolutely fantastic but he can only do so much and he, you know, yeah. well into his 30s not having Morrison beside him mm. we don't, I don't think we've seen the best of Bamba over these last few games mm. no it's, it's been difficult for him because I don't think uh, Monday I thought um, uh, Bruno should do better can do better he, he lacks a days ago sometimes there, were, there was uh, 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 one or two situations where the little lad um, Smith got in behind him down the left hand side he's very relaxed and casual but I was saying you know, he, he's the type Smith is the type of player he's not going to give you a second he's a nuisance he's a pest and he can play and then subsequently that's how the goal come the second goal you know, down our left he's in behind Bruno's thinking I can get there he doesn't Bamba comes across clips him and goes up over Murphy so and just while wrong QP, I think that and, and on Morrison in fact that first goal Neil Warnock called it Sunday league goal mm. the simplest goal so you can see long throw big Matt Smith just heads it straight in yeah. I think that might have been one where Morrison's well, aerial if, prowess well he's oh, no I think defensively he's not that good in, he's good in, in the, the air box. though Blakey in the offensive box you need to watch more video of him oh, I think he's good <laughs> in the air both no boxes. no no no. it's been a problem I've even spoken to people at Cardiff who've said to me yeah well, yeah, we didn't recognise till we listened to the boot room right so it is recognised as a problem so I, the problem was Dom if you looked um, it was uh, who was it it wasn't Rouse, it wasn't Peltier. Um, one of the players, I think it was Patterson, was freaking out just before the throw came in. He didn't know whether to go out to the player or come and mark in the box. And he was in between two and it created a bit of a panic. Yeah? Then the ball came in. I think it's Patterson tried to run back into a position. Yeah? And the big man's just held off... Uh, whoever was marking Bamber, him, Bamber uh, because there was a bit of a melee, he's held him up and he's just guided the header in. So it was a it was a bit disorganised, I said on radio. So it was a bit disorganised, that set piece. But it's only what Cardiff have done many a time. It's what we do. So we should understand how to handle it. Paul, your thoughts on the Morrison situation? And has he become a better, like Blakey says, has he become a better player for being out of the team? Yes, I suppose so. Um, is it is it reality? It's it's a heck of a coincidence, but it may just be a coincidence. It's easy for the many Morrison backers to to throw it forward as it just shows that he is his importance to the side. 
I still think if you were to speak to most Cardiff fans, they would say that Manga and Bamba is their first choice combination as centre back. But maybe Morrison's absence and four defeats has changed that mindset amongst some. Would you still have that as your first choice combination? Because I don't think it's Warnock's, and I don't think I w- this I would have shown I w- that it's I w- not Warnock's. I, w- I wouldn't have it now. If Bruno's if, not showing. Bruno's not showing me enough to say you deserve. He's got the perfect opportunity to play alongside Song and you know put that peg in the ground and say yeah. this is mine. Mm. Right? No matter how good you think Morrison is, he's not getting back in this position unless we play three centre halves. Mm. But he, 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 sometimes you just want to say, "Come on, snap out of it." Mm. He just doesn't seem. He's 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 too lax a day days ago at times. I make no mistake. Warnock wants no nonsense. Yeah, just a big powerful really, boy. You know, um, in in mitigation, certainly, what what I would say is that. Cardiff was so overrun against Fulham and the midfield was so incapable of keeping hold of the ball against Preston and there's a pattern developing here that any defence is going to creak under that sort of pressure aren't they Nathan at some point over 90 yeah. minutes yeah I, I mean I've been criticised by fans for saying that you want more out of the Joel Rawls I think now you're seeing exactly what I'm talking about is like the QPR game yes he's got Peltier next to him Right, but I'm watching. I'm thinking, well, why are you a central midfielder and you're allowing their central midfielder to run you out of central midfield? This is where you've got to talk, organise your experience enough now, and tell people, right, Bennett, you come in, or Patterson, drop in here. Blah blah. blah. All they're doing is trying to empty us. Blah blah. blah. We got to sit. What should have happened is Rouls and Paltier, rather than following their runners, they should have just sat in front of the back three. So you've got six players, basically, right? And what they should have done was say to the likes of Bennett. Ben, Bennett often, if you watch the game Monday, Bennett was often high, wide and left, drifting away in daydreaming while the game, while Cardiff were being attacked down the other side. Often that happened, right? Is it Rouse's responsibility some, to get was him back? too high. But that's what I'm saying. It is. It's your, it's your self-responsibility, Patterson, Bennett, because what they should have done, they should have, for me, rather than being pushed all the way back to a back five, they should have held their back three, sat the two in front, brought Bennett and Patterson back into a midfield position, said to Healy, stick out on the right, Hoylet, stick out on the left, Kenneth, either drop behind those two or stick ahead of those two, depending on how we're going to press the game. If we're going to press the game high, get in front. If we're going to counter attack, just drop off. But the distances between our players at times were way off. It was so disorganised. It was dysfunctional, I said on radio. Mm. And that's how it came across. Because, and it was right from the start, where Peltier was started on the right, and all of a sudden, after about uh, 10 I minutes, mean, he was central midfield. Pel- we were scratching our heads. Is, yeah. It's farcical for yeah. me. It's farcical. It, it, it is, with, with the types of players you've got on the bench. You've got to say to Damore, uh, and remember early on in the season, I said, what Lowick will find is the difficulty of playing. Oh, 46 he's, games he's shattered yeah, yeah. he's shattered yeah. but mate this is where you've got to grip those white things those gnashes and you've got to dig that's this is the period now oh. December, January, February is the three months pitches get heavier and everything you've got to dig 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 and that's when I come back again to the importance of your training schedule mm. and, but, but, and say what you want about Rouse though he's played every minute yeah, Across yeah, fair play period. to him. Listen, I don't... I don't think any game he's been particularly I don't, terrible. No, he, no, he's never terrible. I don't get me wrong, he's a 6-7 every game, right? What I'm saying is, and this is where people get... My words get misconstrued. I want more. He's mm-hmm. young and he can improve his talent base, basically. Yeah, I think he can. I think he's capable of starting the clip balls with the outside of his left foot, inside of his right foot slotting balls through for runners and things like that, that one round which he doesn't talk about, right which he doesn't do enough of that's all I'm saying is Arsenal is basic and he maximises it now what I'm saying is add to your Arsenal mate if you're not quick go and do some sprints with a sprinter and learn a better technique and improve your yardage by two years I could prove any one of us here could run 100 metres in 20 seconds 
you go to a sprint coach, he would improve you. You'd run it in 18. That's just automatic. He may be doing that for all we know. Go, go, going back to, to Morrison, just very quickly. Final word on this bit yeah, there, Paul. Um, I think we can all agree that Cardiff has still got three fantastic centre-backs in the Championship in Morrison, Mango and Bamba. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mor- a good backup in Connolly. Okay, Morrison will come back into the side, I think. What I would say about the points Blakey makes about Manga is that that should be the easiest thing to knock out of him. I mean, having the ability is the... Is the is the first prerequisite mm. and no one can deny he's got that you know he's quick he's good on the ball he's str- he can be strong in the attack he can be good in the good air, air yeah. he can be impassable on his day at this level mm-hmm. except when he's to use your word lackadaisical which mm. is too often mm. now it shouldn't be difficult to knock knock that out of a centre back Blake you mm. should it as a manager mate I've seen I've seen players Paul uh, I play with a player at, at at Sheffield, Dave Bassett would say to him, Kevin the team, Dave Bassett would say to him, look, don't, the diagonal, you know, don't force it if it's not on. That person would try the diagonal three or four times and a half, give the ball away four times. Harry would say to him half time, don't cut out the, yes, Harry, no problem, yeah, we go out, kick off, bang, first time gets the ball, whack. <laughs> Mate, some people are just, Really, and you you would think it, it is, but often it's down to your personality, their traits. They, you know, the people who say about me, "Oh, you play too laid back." You know, I don't play at ninety miles per hour. I can't play at ninety miles per hour. It's just not the way I play. I, I like to play. I have to be relaxed. I have to be, you know, slow to go fast. Yeah, but that's, that's fine because you were a forward player. But yeah, but I played a, a year a cent- at centre half. Remember, wow. a whole year. It wasn't like three or four games. I played a year at centre half. You know what I mean? So I know that's my that's the beauty of playing for Cardiff. Yeah. For me, was I played every position yeah. for Cardiff by yeah. a goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, so I understood the game and I understand the game very well from different perspectives. And you know, they used to say Len Ashes and Jim Goodfellow wanted me to stay at centre half. I hated the position. Do you know what I mean? So, but. I would have been considered like too laid back for a centre half, I think. But then you had like the real Ferdinands come along, and it became like fashionable. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they used to say to me, "Wow, you need to, you know." You know I'd play alongside Jason Perry, who just kicked and put his head in anywhere, and I was like, "I ain't put my head in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you put your head in there. I'll just dribble out." <laughs> I think that's how I'd, I'd be as well. Uh, right, we'll have, to, um, we'll have to wrap up on part two. Just to finish with a, a comment from Andy Robinson on Facebook. He says, simply, losing Morrison has had the most significant impact on our season. So that's the view from a significant portion of the No, I think because you've got fatigue to play. You're fati- the, the team is fatigued. There's players carrying injuries. There's, there's you know, it, there's other factors which are as big, if not bigger, than Morrison. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, Gunnison. It's Gunnison, not having Gunnison or not having Morrison. If I said to any fan, which one would you rather come back? There you go. Well, they'd have to reply. I think the, the, the fan base at the moment is saying both are put, equally as... Put, uh, put that out there. Cause, no, yeah. Oh, well, Gunnison is like an international and a very good international player. I think, I've always said it, I think he's one of the most underrated players. I think he's a Premier League player. Right? So, if if you had the choice, for me... I bring Gunnison back all day. I have Gunnison back all day. I'm still laughing at Blakey's. <laughs> Jason Perry, put your head in there. No, you put your head in there. I want to dribble. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> right, well, we've had a, a comment there, but we'll have a bit of Ask Blakey after a short break. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Right, the Leckwith Mole on Twitter says, Blakey, what type of players would you be looking to bring in and strengthen during January? He says, the squad, we've said this before, but he said the squad are desperate for a midfield enforcer and a striker. Left-back is also a concern with lack of options. Would you go along with that, Nathan? Uh, well, I like Bennett. I really like Bennett. And Does Warnock like Bennett? I've always been a little bit unsure whether he's a huge I don't fan. I don't know. I don't know. There's been like Preston's Greg Cunningham's name has yeah. come up every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Whether Warnock 
is completely happy and he just wants another option in there I well we haven't got really a cover for that position I know we've had to put Paltier that side off haven't we which kind of Jazz Richards when he comes back maybe well yeah um, he can play both sides as well Jazz so um, I'm not sure whether he likes him or not it's a, it's a difficult one to say because he plays whenever he's when he's come back off injury and he's gone straight back into the team so that usually tends to mean that the manager does like you or is having you um, what about a midfielder then? It's yeah, I think you know, I've said. I've, I've said. It's, I think it's too late for a Demore now. He's not the smiling. It's the, uh, the, the army now. I think it's too late because he's in the Newcastle team playing. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I'd have to go and really do some digging and research on well, replacement players. Striker for, for me. For me, they definitely need a striker of a different breed. I think if you could combine um, Zahor and your mate Tomlin, because I found what I've seen with Tomlin is he hasn't got the pace to get away from players. And it's become evident. Mm. And I've always said I'd like to see him shoot more. I don't understand why he tries to pass. Well, now I've seen it the other day. I know exactly why he passes more than he shoots, because he, he hasn't got the pace to get away. To get that final shot well, off, he impressed a, me actually against QPR. I think he did all right. Even for someone who's come back off the injury he's had, he's done super. A bit pacier in that position than Tomlin, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well. but gonna need goals from him. Yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna have to get goals in. Um, but for me, the most important position they need is a, a dominant centre midfielder. Well, I put the question out on Twitter the other day after the QPR game. I said. Um, reached out to the Cardiff fans and say, who, who would you fancy bringing in some dream names like Tom Kearney and Barry Bannon which I think would be completely out of reach but they've probably been the two central midfielders that are most impressed mm. at Cardiff mm-hmm. this season but other names Ryan Woods of Brentford Adam Clayton seems to be available for Borough yeah. uh, players like Union O'Kane at Leeds yeah. uh, Freeman at QPR Tunnicliffe at Millwall yeah is, You're not really it, named the bad one there, have you? I think it's a combination of a scrapper, but a ball player as well. Got to be able to play. There are players out there who can do both. It seems to be a misnomer that you have to do, do one, one or the other. The other. Yeah, you can yeah. do. I think there are well, players it, good it, enough to do both. It's like the holding midfielder and the box to box midfielder and the number ten. In my day, you've done all three. Well, look at a now, Roy Keane or a, a yeah. Well, he held when he had to hold. He run forward when he had to run forward. And he tackled and he got box to box, as simple as that. So it's a, it's a misconception, really, that you know players can't do it today. It's just they like to say, oh, I'm a number six, or I'm a number eight, or I'm a number ten. So, but some of the names you mentioned there all would be a positive signing for Cardiff City. Realistically, are you going to get them? I very much doubt. I would say you're going to either have to... They're looking at maybe a Premier League player on loan. Ooh, or, on loan or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or you're not going to get someone who's playing in the first team right now, I don't think. No. Uh, it, Jack Colback's name's been mentioned, another Newcastle player out of favour. Yeah, he's now he's a lovely little player. He is a really good player. And yeah, I would say he's like a Bannon. He's that type of player who tick, 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 tick. Uh, and he can put his foot in as well. Maybe help Cardiff get that control rather than the long That's what they need for me. About. That's what they need is that control of that central midfield more than anything else. Yeah. And if you're not going to control it, you've got to dominate it. You know. So against Fulham, you didn't control it and you couldn't dominate it. You know. There are games this season where we've been able to control midfield to a degree and definitely dominate it with through Gunnison. But dominate it through through your wide players having the strength and speed and the ability to get in behind so for me they de- definitely that's why I, I said they are me from early on in the season because his strength and his prowess and he can play all six all three of those positions the six the eight and the ten um, what a shame that he's coming to the Newcastle well, team at the wrong is, time it is it is it is uh, we'll just get on to one more question before we get on to a quick Mansfield preview uh, William Dean asks uh, do you Will think do you think any youngsters close to getting into the first team who could maybe have an impact someone like Mark Harris or Cameron Cox 
Is it just not uh, the time for that? I don't think it's time to be taking those sorts of chances. I think the squad that's there, what I'd say is either of those two players, are they better than the players who are currently on the bench? I would say no. So, you know, I, I think one of the one of the misconceptions is fo- in football, and I've had it because I've had it with people who are very close to me, is they think you get an opportunity, right? You get an opportunity. Why hasn't my son had an opportunity? Or when's my son going to get an opportunity? And I try and tell people, well, they don't. What he has to do is earn that opportunity. So, you know, the team's playing because bad. Because the team's playing bad doesn't mean they doesn't deserve Doesn't mean they say, oh, yeah, because you throw a young lad into there and you lose two more games and his confidence, his confidence goes way quicker, especially if he comes up against a player and gets ripped a bit. So, for me... Nah, those young players in the under 23s, 21s, 18s, whatever. I'd, it's about time we seen one, uh, one yeah. jump out who is as good, if not better, than what we got in our first yeah. team. You know, that academy's been going so long yeah. and it's produced very, very little. I watched Ranger Saldic the other day and I seen um, left back young Declan, Declan John. Declan John. Looks more accomplished now, with more experience playing more that confidence. left side position. Just looks more accomplished as a defender, you know. And don't know whether that's coaching or whatever. But I always said, you give me Declan John for four weeks, I make him a better player. Four weeks, I make Declan. I a think better of player. those of the academy, Cameron Cox is the one they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Cardiff have got Jazz Richards fit again now. He was on the bench at Loftus Road. Yeah. And I think Jazz because he's got superior ability on the ball. Look, you can you can debate whether he or Pelty is the better defender. I think there's nothing in it really. Mm. Um, Jazz gives more goals. But I think forward, Jazz gives more on the ball. Way more, I, think, yeah. I think that's really important as yeah. we get to if Cardiff are to get control back of games, mm. the fullbacks keeping keeping possession mm. more more apt, more adequately is mm. important. Um, Blakey, the name that stands out for me, and I'd be interested in your views on this, is Charlie Adam. I was thinking about Charlie last night. Really? Do you know what I actually thought, though? I think there might be a bit of Premier League snobbery with Charlie. Because I've heard his interviews a few times. Uh, well, he knows his division. He took yeah, Blackpool I know, up, I know. He? But I don't think he would drop down. Because I think he would see that as a, a huge step backwards. I think he... He's not a Stokes team, though, is he? Um, he was you know. in there, but they lost. He's in and out, I think. He's yeah. in and out at the moment, so... But yeah, he would be the type of player again. Although, if you give me the choice of him and Diame, I'd take Diame mm. all day. Because mm. I think he's just a more of a team player. I think Charlie, and I think everyone would agree, a lot of it has got to be about Charlie, the way he plays. Like, if I was a centre forward playing with him sometimes, some of the shots I've seen him take, and he scores great goals, but he'll have like ridiculous amounts of shots over the season from ridiculous positions and law of averages says sooner or later one or two got to go in but if I was a striker like I would have like bitten his head off some of the places I've seen him shoot from it's absolutely ridiculous like you know what I mean Sorry, you couldn't play in like a Tottenham team where you 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 you, you feed the striker because he's looking for glory all the time what can I do I can shoot from 60 yards I can shoot on the left hand side from 50 yards on the angle you know I'm out on the right wing, you know, cutting in with 30 yards. I'm going to bend it for the far post. He's not incapable of doing it. Just you do it once and everyone remembers the one time. But what they do is forget about the 30 other times that it's gone sailing over the bar. Me as a striker, what you've done is lose me 29 opportunities to put the ball in the net. I think Sir Alex Ferguson once said that Charlie Adams' corners were worth 7 million alone. So there you go. <laughs> Get him in. <laughs> right, quick, quick key. We'll have a... Mansfield prediction after this. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Right, very quickly, chaps. FA Cup weekend. Mm. Mansfield at home. Does he do a, Does Warnock do a strong team or a weakened team? How much the Cardiff need a result, Nathan? Massively, you know. Don't underestimate this game. We need, they need a result. They need results. You, you know. said he didn't think he should, that Warnock should make huge changes, but will he? Well, I think 
I think, I think he'll make a few. Yeah, I can't see the likes of Hoylet playing. I can see Healy playing. Um, possibly Patterson. Possibly Bennett. I think he'll pick. Uh, I think Bamba will play. Really? Oh, maybe, I was going to say I think Bamba may, will be rested. Maybe but. Bamba. Yeah, but I think he's the one who holds it together. So I think he'll play some like him and Connolly. Uh, and Riles ahead of him I think those three will possibly play and then you know Healy I think will play people like that Halford should come in Chas Richards you know they're, they're, there's Tomlin I think he needs a 90 minutes yeah definitely. so I think there's there's plenty of scope to still put out who would you be telling to stay stay on the sofa uh, who, needs, who needs a rest I would be saying I would get Mendes Lang and Zahor um with the physios yeah yeah I try and give them a break um, try and get them sorted out Gunnison I think desperately Morrison I think desperately try and sort them out I uh, try and yeah definitely sort those players out but you know Connolly I would uh, look to start you like see Cardiff, Cardiff winning it quite comfortably then to get that all never comfortable confidence these games no no never comfortable I mean, they should be. Your mentality as Cardiff will subconsciously go down because you will think we're superior and you are, and we won this game. But you'll think oh, we want to win a game easy, so we'll approach it easy. But it never works like that. You've got to approach it hard, almost kill them off in the first 45, 50 minutes, which makes the last 30 easy. Guarantee it'll be a 1 1, 2 1, 1 0. It'll be a closely fought game. Either way, because the opposition, absolutely nothing to lose. So they come brimming, right? Lovely stadium, like, let's go for it. So they had me. I remember losing the bath, remember that? Yeah. With the lad, uh, my mate from Bristol, Dion scored an absolute worldy. Uh, we lost in the FA Cup. The, the last thing they, that this team need, I think, is a, uh, a cup upset defeat. Yeah. Paul, what, what can you see? Transpiring at half empty, if that Cardiff City Stadium. Um, I've just written down what I a possible Cardiff team, and I I think that he will ring the changes. I've written down Murphy. I've just done this off the top of my okay, head now yeah. as we speak. I think Jazz Richards can make his comeback. Connolly, I think he will keep one of Mango Bamba because mm. he'll have to. Bennett, is there another left back option? Think so. Unless Jazz plays there and he, he keeps uh, Patterson in the team at right back, maybe. Yeah, I think Halford will Halford will start. Tomlin will start. Mm-hmm. I got a another for midfield. Patterson possibly. You will not keep Rouse in the team. I think he needs a rest. I think he desperately needs a rest. Desperate more than anybody, he needs a rest. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, and then I've got Pilkington, Healy, Bogle. Where's Bogle these days? Yeah, what's that? Bogle just left, left off the bench for the I was surprised at that. I would see that as the. I, I, I see him far off a starting eleven. Well, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Paul. I think he's the one who's going to keep Zaha on his toes or make Zaha push. Uh, because if you're looking at like QPR Saturday, I thought it was a prime example to either throw him on alongside Zaha. Yeah, that's why I would I wouldn't have dragged Zaha. I would have put him on alongside Zaha and have those two really tormenting the QBR backline. But uh, I was surprised. I, I'm, I'm with you, Paul. I'm surprised not to see him on the bench. If you if you gave me a choice of him and Tomlin at the moment, I'd probably go with with Omar. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Probably well, my, would. My score prediction for Mansfield is an easy win. I think I think it will be all guns blazing. We've got to get a win here, otherwise. Uh, the proverbial rocket could go up them. So I'm going to go 3-0 Cardiff. Okay. Paul? <sighs> was a piece you of always string. do this. You always struggle. <laughs> no, no he was good against Bolton. He had it bang on against Bolton. Do you know what? i got to be careful here because this game's almost meaningless for me. Um, I remember when Cardiff won the league under Malky Mackay, he picked a, almost like a third string away from home. Against Macclesfield. Macclesfield was it up north? And they lost. And they lost Fantastic two, day two one or something. Yeah. My uh, godson made his there, day. There was some initial day, there was some initial flack there, but Malky didn't want a cup run. He wanted to focus on the league. Hmm. Um, cliche though that sounds. Two oh, one Cardiff. But I think he's going one 0 or one all. 
an unwanted replay. Well, uh, that's the last thing Cardiff needs a replay. Yeah, I'm gonna go one 0 Cardiff. I think it'd be more goals, but let's say one 0 Yeah, because I think it'd be tight. I would have said two one uh, late on, but let's go one 0 We'll see. Well, thanks very much both for your contributions on this bumper boot room. It's been a bit of a change talking about things going wrong rather than going so well, but good uh, discussions all around. Absolutely. Remember, you can follow all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. But for now, from the three of us, it's same time next week, and thanks for listening.